Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Postgame Show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale 81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly Kentucky, the employment solution expert. Kellyjobs.com. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. Genesis. Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust. BJHeatCool.com. Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville. SonatrolKY.com and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. And welcome into the UK Basketball Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball postgame show. I am your host, Jason Entz, along with Mike Gandolfo and BBN's Zach Cantrell behind the board as Kentucky loses again 103-92 at home to Tennessee, giving up 100 points. I was told we couldn't lose two games in a row, Mike, but we'll get into that. That was uh, the comment on the show last 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 uh, during the week. Yeah, five zero two two six seven nine six eighty. If you want to join the conversation, and I'm sure we will have plenty of you that want to give your thoughts after another irritating, frustrating, annoying, pedantic, stupid performance from a Kentucky Wildcats team that two months ago we had such high hopes for. Hell, a month ago, four, two weeks ago, had such high hopes for. And now we're sitting here wondering what in the hell is going on. You can also hit us up on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680 if you want to join the conversation that way. You can also reach us on Twitter as well. We'll check there. I mean, let's just get into it. Kentucky once again comes out of the locker room in a in a game where you know you have to come out fighting and they come out fall behind early double digits within the first couple minutes of the game cal has to burn a timeout before the first tv timeout kentucky cuts the lead down to one at one point in the second half but every time they fought back and cut it down they made defensive lapses they made mistakes on the offensive end and Tennessee would push that lead back out. And it's another instance of that first couple minutes, Kentucky coming out flat and never being able to recover from the lead that they gave up at the start because the 11-point deficit that they had early on is the exact number that they lose by. Mike, obviously, I know you're you know, being in here watching the game, talking during the game. I know you're as frustrated as I am. I mean, where do we go from here? I think my frustration comes from a couple of different angles, actually. You know, I, I, I hate Tennessee. 
like <laughs> is that puke in a pumpkin orange is that, it is, is awful. That and, it, and i think what i don't like is you know like they've they've really like lately just been playing neck and neck with us and I mean, this is only like their eighth or ninth win in, in Rupp Arena history ever. Eighth, in Rupp, yeah. eighth win in Rupp they Arena history. Four total, and then Rick Barnes now has four since 2016. So when you think about that, right? Like when they when they got when we got decent at football, and they were had their like little stretch run, we got got a couple wins over them. But there are so many other times that they still beat us because they were Tennessee, and I don't feel like we just beat them because we're Kentucky. You know, like I don't think we're returning that favor on the foot, on the basketball court, and it drives me up the wall because, and and of course it's hard tonight with no DJ. And I think when you look at that opening stretch, I just really don't understand the decision. You know, Reed Reeves is not going to help Reed be the point guard. I don't understand if you're throwing Reed in there to be the point guard. Then why not have Dillingham out there with him as a security blanket? Bring Edwards off the bench. Uh, Dillingham obviously had a pretty massive game tonight. We've already got six comments coming on the Facebook feed, by the way. Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of them are talking about how Louisville won. Kentucky didn't. <laughs> um, that you know, this team obviously needs DJ Wagner. There's no question about it. They're 0 and three without him. But and and I actually think that really it took Reed out of his game. That opening stretch, he got kind of he got punched in the mouth. Let's just face it. I mean, he and even despite his points, what did he end up with tonight? He ended up with uh, with sixteen. Yep. So I mean, he fouled out. You know, fouls out six for fourteen, which is not great for him. But still, by most people, it's good. Six assists, but the three turnovers and the especially the two. It was the two in the first half. You know, it's just overall for him, it, it just – and his defense continued to be an issue tonight. I mean, he continues to give up good looks to three. And I think here's the frustrating thing for me, Ince. We got manhandled underneath the basket. They would – those guys, the Tennessee players, would seal the lane off and just straight line drive, straight line drive, straight line drive, no help, nobody coming – nobody fighting through that seal. We gave up the, on that inbounds play to connect – which one? Uh, well, the, I mean, the <laughs> one that was really egregious coming him just coming down the lane untouched. Uh, I, so the same things are just systematic here, right? We're seeing give up wide open threes, give up wide open drives to the lane, and and there were, you know, we talked about some spurts last game where the Cats played pretty good defense. There were some spurts in that first half where they played some pretty good defense tonight like there was a couple just really good possessions of defense but they've got to be able to do it consistently man you you know did trey mitchell play tonight trey he mitchell no for the second game in a Terrible. row had zero points and was awful defensively got sealed off like you said multiple times i've lost track of how many games kentucky has allowed their opponent to make three point a three-pointer to open the game <laughs> they give up two open three-pointers in the first minute of the game and and I switched over from the Duke North Carolina game, you know, when they were playing on like ESPN News for just a yeah. little bit, and I was like, we're already on six nothing. And how many how many shooters? This is, so so just off the top of my head. Last week, Florida State Clayton had been struggling somewhat. They give him an open look in the first minute. Tonight, Ziggler, twelve seconds in, give him an open look from downtown. He buries it. Um, the Arkansas guard. Gave him an open look. Barry said he goes off. Um, South Carolina, 
guard has been struggling a bit. They give him open looks early. He buries them, goes off. I know I'm forgetting another one off the top I mean, of my head. I, I think but it's, it happens it's every happened game. repeatedly yeah. that the one guy, it's almost like they're like, oh, well, he's not doing anything. He won't do anything. He won't hurt us. And then you give him an open look, and he sees it going. He's like, all right. And he goes off. And Ziggler tonight balls out. At one point, I think they said he had he either scored or assisted on 39 of their first 61 points. Yeah, it was, it was some crazy number for them. Yeah, I mean, he, super high. We cannot guard anybody that has the... And I, I previewed the game. I gave out Connect to go off. I had the wrong guard. Yep. I forgot there's another guard for Tennessee that's going to have the ball in his hands more often. And he's going to have a big game. Because look, if you're a guard who can penetrate... You're going to have a field day against Kentucky. James had 26 as well. That was another guard that this went is, off. This is, another, this is another game. This is another game where you've allowed two guards. UK has been torched repeatedly this year by a guard, but there, I think there's five games, six games now, that they have allowed two guards in the same game to go for 20 or more points. This team cannot guard anybody, and I don't understand it because you've got freak athletes, you've got NBA talent, and these guys can't stay in front of a traffic cone. So it's got to be the scheme. If it's not the players, right, it's the I, mean, I don't think but, it's just a scheme. I think it's. I think a big part of it is effort. Well, I don't know. I think. Uh, look, I, here's what I see. This team is playing completely different now that, than they were in December. Now I, you can chalk it up to a couple things. You can chalk it up to the non-conference is not as intense as conference play. Uh, which is not going to be as intense as tournament play. So if, if if this says anything, tournament play could be a train wreck, if anything, right? So uh, although we, I thought Kentucky played in some pretty intense games. I thought that North Carolina game was a pretty intense ball game that they played in and, and fought and battled and whatever else. Listen, I don't know what else to say besides, like, to me, like, this has been the biggest example of – just Cal not being able to get it done. I think we I mean, definitively have the answer of is this team better? This team is than not better. Two weeks ago, they are not. The answer is that Cal has. This is this is on Cal. This is a five or six seed at best right now. And, the way and, they're playing. And you bring up the North Carolina game. R.J. Davis went for twenty-seven in that game. Ryan Cormack or Cormack Ryan went for twenty. Yeah. Another game where two different guards go for twenty against you. It it's it is a systematic failure. And this is not the first... That's what frustrates me the most. This isn't the first year we've talked about this. This has been an issue more years than it hasn't for Kentucky. Yep, that's why it's scheme. And and Cal's always had the guy at the back end that can erase the mistakes. Well, the problem with that is that works when only one guy breaks down on defense. When you've got multiple guys breaking down and he's got multiple options to kick it to and he doesn't have to force that layup that gets blocked, you get what you had tonight. And I don't... We're in February. This isn't going to change. We won these games early on because we were able to go out there and outscore our opponents. Teams have figured us out. Yeah. They figured out who they can leave open. They figured out who they can't. And Trey Mitchell was hitting shots. And that was an X factor that made this offense so difficult to stop. He ain't... He's barely hitting iron now. He only shot three times tonight, 0 for 3. He passed up one. He passed up yes. an open look right before halftime. Yep. Cal gave it to him on that one, too. Yeah. He should have. I mean, he should have. But know. he's in the last three games, he's taken some three-pointers that you're like, oh. 
I mean, I don't, it, it, and he's not making up for it by being physical defensively either, or rebounding. Like if he's not hitting shots right now, he's useless, and he's playing a whole lot of minutes. And that's he's not the, getting the assists that he was getting nope. early in the season. That's why I asked, did he play tonight? Because it, you never felt his impact in any way whatsoever. Yeah, and are you a little surprised from that same standpoint? And not that his stat line was fantastic, but he did have six rebounds. The Watson Yenzo only getting eighteen minutes out of this. You know. Mm, not that surprising in this kind of game, I guess. I, I think I think with the pace of play the way it was, mm-hmm. he gets he and it's happened last year too. He gets worn down. They yeah. were killing us on the offensive glass, especially early. You know, so I I just like his body out there. The six rebounds. He did not. Uh, I don't know if he. Well, I'm, I shouldn't say that. I'm not looking at the right stat line to see if he blocked a shot to see what kind the, of block line was. And and you're talking about the he offensive rebounds, blocks. and we four need blocks. to get to we need to get the phones here in a second because we're full. You look at the stats. If you don't look at the box score, you just look at the stat comparison. Both teams shot 49%. Both teams hit 12 threes. Both teams had 22 second chance points. You look at that, and then you look at the fact that that um, Connect only had 16 points. I yep. thought we won the game. Yep. But you can't win the game when you allow the other team to get more baskets, when you once again let the other team go to the free throw line more than you. When you once again continue to make bad decisions and give up points off turnovers, mm-hmm. you're not going to win those games. Those slim margins are what cost you games in March, and they're costing them games in February, and they cost them games in January. All right, who we got first on the phone lines here, Zach? We got Joe. Big Joe. Yeah, I'm here. Thank you all, gentlemen. Uh, Tennessee scores 103 points, and we turned them over seven times. In most 103-point games, the other team will usually turn it over 10, 12, 13. What he's done, y'all, he has taken Reese Shepard and Dillingham and made them just stand there and try to try to look at the defender instead of trying to go for the steals. Reed was doing that really good. Dillingham can do that really good. When we get Wagner back, he's got to let him and try to go for the turnover. Yeah, we're going to give up some open threes, but we get those up anyway. So, but that, that's my big point. Try to get about 13 or 14 turnovers the other night against Florida. Florida had about nine turnovers. We had nine turnovers. If we can just get the 13 or 14 turnovers and keep our turnovers down, that's what we were doing early in the year. Now, here's, now here's my other point real quick. Uh, I, I think it's just they figured out his defense. I think they, they figured his defense out about three years ago, and he hasn't made any adjustments to his defense whatsoever. Well, what, what, what exactly is that, Joe? Because I was actually – it's so funny you just brought that up because I was, I was having this thought this morning. You know, because, like, to me, you know, you have a lot of – most coaches come with a defensive philosophy with a whole bunch of defensive rules that you've got to follow. The only defensive rule that I see out there is that you're going to switch everything. And if you're switching everything, think about what you have to do from a preparation standpoint to be able to switch everything. You've got to know the tendencies of every single player on the floor and probably the first three guys they bring off the bench. You've got to know what their tendency is to go right or left. If they go left, are they going to pull up for Are they going to become a passer? You know, are they a catch and shoot or are they a shoot off the dribble? You've got to know how you should handle screen, although they don't handle screens any differently depending on who it is, which just tells you they don't, they don't coach that. Like, it's so much more difficult to switch everything if you do it the right way because you shouldn't have a scouting report that tells you how you're supposed to guard everybody. You, and you know who you just described, coaching the coaching ability wise. What you just described—that's the old Rick Pitino's team when he was at Kentucky. They they did all that scouting. They knew who who was weak on the three. They knew who they could leave open. 
They knew who they could double and get away with it. This guy don't have those kind of uh, uh, tendencies for our defense. I mean, what 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 is our defense besides just let him drive to the basket and hope our big seven footer blocks the shot? Well, I saw I saw about three or four drives tonight where Mitchell or the uh, Nigerian prison. You know, nobody was even trying to block his shot. It seemed like. So I don't know what the, what his strategy on defense is. So I just I just give up on, on that part. But like, return return Dillingham Shepherd, and when we get Weiger back, let him go for turnovers. And if we can get the turnovers back about fourteen against the other team and keep ours down below ten. I think we got a fighting chance. So I, I'll let somebody else talk. Thanks a lot, y'all. And I'll tell you what else. I mean, you bring up the point there about forcing turnovers. You know, this team early on, they were great passers. We were t- always talking about that. They were, you know, passing the ball well. They would have – most of their games would be 20-plus assists. They had 17 assists tonight. That's not bad. I'm not – you know, can't fault that. But they're not getting out on the break, right? I mean, 19 fast break points for this team is not what they where they should be. This team should be running, running, running. And uh, and they're just they're not they're not getting that freedom to go do that. So, the assist numbers were good tonight, but that's because it was a high scoring game, and good. it didn't feel like they were moving the ball as efic- as efficiently as they were earlier in the year. Even though they did put ninety two up, and Rob Dillingham had a great first half, probably played a lot more hero ball in the second half than he needed to, but he did end up with thirty five. Do you know the last team to score a hundred at Rupp Arena? Kansas. No. Who? Tennessee. No. Virginia Military Institute. Oh, oh, the Billy G days. It's the first time since 1993 that an SEC team has scored 100 at Rupp. Who was that team that scored 100 I'm at not sure on that one. I bet you, I wonder if it was Florida. Yeah, the, the, the good old VMI team. Oh my gosh, I'll the never forget that game. VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Oh yeah, yeah. Billy Gillespie lost, lost to Gardner VMI, Webb. Oh, lost yeah. to VMI. Oh, at home. Yeah. Gardner-Webb, when I, I don't care about because it was it was nit the team had quit at that point yeah but the the vmi lost at home where you give up a hundred that's pretty bad that was that was the the oh crap what have we done moment that was our campaign yeah we get a lot of louisville uh fans chiming in on the facebook page so when kentucky loses uh, i'm surprised they're not listening to their own uh post game well i mean yeah they got to do the network one That's first, right. and then we'll get to the uh, the text line next. But who we got next on the phone? Uh, we got Steve. All right, Steve, you there? Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Well, second loss in a row, bud. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't so frustrated the other night because I thought they they would learn things from that game and get better. I'm not happy tonight. We simply got beat. I mean, they, they beat us the whole game. This wasn't a fluke. I can't look at this game and say that it was a fluke that we lost. We lost. We got beat. And uh, we run a five-out offense occasionally. Did anybody think to post up Ziegler? I I know it's not that big of a deal, but you had guys that weren't playing real well and weren't scoring real well. Reed Shepard being one of them, he's half a foot taller than the guy. Like, put five guys on the three-point line. And say, hey, Reed, run in there, post the guy up, I'll throw you the ball. Let him get a shot. I- I'm just saying, because the guy punked us all night. When you have a little point guard punking you like that, it's, I mean, he's, he's athletic. You know he can do that. You know he can get to the basket. So it's very frustrating. The way we play defense is apparently just the way we play defense. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen this before, it's not like this hasn't happened before. The problem is we have the talent. Now, look, when it comes 
to the screens. We have a problem. Our big guys don't move their feet well. I don't know what happened to Mitchell tonight. That, to me, that's the most frustrating thing because I think he's a good player. I think a team like Tennessee, they physically, they're more athletic than he is. I expected he'd have a problem, but he didn't respond. You've got to respond when you get punched in the mouth. And honestly, I think the freshman responded better, and that wasn't great. <laughs> that was <laughs> Anienzo didn't have a very good game tonight, and tonight was the type of game where you would hope he would have a good game, where he'd go in there and battle, block a bunch of shots, and get some rebounds, which is what we needed. But, uh, you know, it, this, one's, this was tough to take because I really hoped this team would be getting better by now. And unfortunately, you guys may be right, and I'm, I'm just saying it. If Cal can't do it this year, you tell me when he's going to have this much talent. I just don't, I don't see it. He's got a guy who could be the SEC player of the year, Reeves, who didn't have a very good game tonight. There were some things they could have done to help him get some better shots, and he missed a few bunnies, and that happens against a tough physical team. But I just don't think Cal's ever going to have this much talent again. I think when we look five years from now in the NBA, they were talking about us having seven guys on the all-star team. There's a whole bunch of guys on this team that could be NBA all-stars. So I just you got to develop the talent. That's all there is to it. you just got to develop the talent. So I'm very frustrated. I just really think this is our last chance under Cal maybe to make the Final Four. And if, if that's it, we need to be looking somewhere else. If he can't get it done, we need to look somewhere else. And I just don't think it can happen. I don't think they're going to, you know, they're not going to fire the guy and give him 50 mil to leave. So I don't know. What do you do? Frustrating the fan base, you know, it just, it's just, it's just as frustrating. But I don't see where we're going to have ever have better talent than we got on the team this year. You got to develop the talent. Uh, to your point, Bradshaw, Onyenzo, and Reese tonight combined for a total of four points. Out of your bigs, that you said Reeves. I'm, yeah. st- no, I'm sorry. Yeah, not, I was like, not Reeves. What? <laughs> Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> On the statue, Reeves is right underneath. It's it's late. Mitchell, Onyenzo, and Bradshaw. Four points. That's what that's what they got. This so. is the first time ever Kentucky's given up 94 or more points at home three straight games in the history of Rep Arena. Look, there's something to the switching thing, and for me, it's not that they're you know that they make bad decisions, et cetera, et cetera. I think it instill it. When you play defense and you have to fight over a screen, it instills fight in you and instills toughness toughness in you. When you constantly switch, you don't have that, which means when you get in a one-on-one situation or you get a step behind, you're not... You go and watch a team like UConn and the way that they guard. You can watch anybody in the Big East. We've got better players. Yeah. There's no excuse for this. We've got faster players. We've got length. We've got guys who are... Just which, fr- athletic freaks. Which team has the most NBA talent tonight? Who had the most NBA talent? I mean, UK. If you're if you're looking at which got which team of these two teams will have more players in the league five years from now, it's UK. Trey Cunningham on here. He's Christian Cunningham's brother who played at U of L. But Trey's a great basketball coach. That, talking about switching constantly makes you players lazy. Yeah, it does. It's true. I mean, there's and no you know what else makes it. him lazy? Oh, we've got a shot blocker behind who can clean things up. Yeah. Okay, well, well, if he gets by me, he gets by me. It's the equivalent. And they don't have that guy. It's the they equi- do. But he can't. He's not on the floor enough. No, he it's played equi- eighteen minutes. It's the equivalent of your middle of your son's middle school coach just playing zone just so he can coach offense and not even worry about defense. 
and it's uh, it's it's going to get you, man. It's going to get you. Trey Mitchell was minus nineteen tonight. Hey, that, in the least shocking stat of the night. <laughs> I mean, he he was. We were talking the first th- two months of the season of how good a get he was. About, about how, him being the glue. Right? And, he, and he had big games. Yeah. He had games where we would have lost if he hadn't been the guy in the first half. There were times we were calling him the most valuable player on this team, at least the first month or so of the season. Well, and he's been terrible the last yeah. five games. And that, I mean, the, you see the record, it correlates to it. Again, this is the Texas A&M uh, exploiting the weakness and then f- getting it figured out that okay let's get physical with these guys let's just make it a little difficult on Reese you don't have to just you don't have to make it extremely difficult on Reese but just take his shooting percentage down below 50% because he still had 21 points tonight and he only hit one three he only hit one three but at the end of the day that that's tends to be there's the there's the equation right there you know I mean Rob went unconscious for a period in the yeah. first half if he doesn't do that, we lose this game by 20. I was actually really proud of the fact that he followed up a great first half with a really good second half. He had 18 in the second. He actually had more points in the second half than he did in the first half. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, we've seen him have those hot runs in the first half and then do nothing after those things at, yeah. again. And so for him to have a fairly complete game, and actually I don't even mind the technicals, man. I The fact that they actually stood up a little bit, even though, you know, <laughs> that's the first time Aaron Bradshaw. That's the first bit. time Aaron Bradshaw hasn't shied away from contact this year. God, man. <laughs> Who we got next on the phone lines? Got Gary on the line. What's Gary, up, Gary? What's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? Well, I, um, I, this is this just gets more frustrating as the games go on. It seems like, but uh, I, I don't know what they're working on in defense, but it sure as hell ain't defense or rebounding. Or in practice, you know, they can, they they don't rotate. They don't give weak side help. They don't communicate. They don't even know how to put a hip on somebody and get them. Off. I mean, fundamental defensive stuff, cutting off the baseline, uh, stuff you teach youth basketball players to do on defense. Fundamental stuff. They they have no clue, none. They don't know how to spell the word defense. It's it, you know, it's not getting any better. It's getting worse. Um, you know, like I told you guys the other night, we're not beating anybody without D.J. Wagner that's worth a dang. I mean, we're not. We're just not. He's the guy. He can get to the rim better than anybody we got on the team and can draw more fouls and that kind of thing. But um, I don't see this team. I don't I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But, I mean, hell, we don't even know who's going to be playing the next game between all the strains and the and the tweaks and the, and, and the, the coming aches. And, I mean, hell, we don't know who's going to play the next game. Uh, it's just getting more, more and more and more and more frustrating, you know, and the drama and, and stuff. It's just getting, it's it's wearing people out, and it's definitely wearing me out. That's for sure. But I don't think I'm the only one. But uh, listen, guys, this team—we're looking at this team being a six or seven seed, uh, uh, possibly, uh, the way things are going right now. And until unless they get things together, which I don't—I don't know if they are or not. I really don't because I thought. Uh, if it hadn't been for Dillingham tonight, we would have been blown out. We'd have been beat by 25, 30 points tonight by this team. We got manhandled. Let's just face it. The bottom line is it was men versus boys out there tonight. We got physically manhandled. And we that's the thing. It seems like we have trouble with physical teams, no matter who it is. And, and it's, that's happened the last few years. And one other thing I'd like to say, I think I think Barnes is now 11-9 and nine against Calipari since he's been at Tennessee. They won four times, if I'm not mistaken, what I've seen on the TV tonight. 
they've won four times in Rupp Arena. Tennessee did from '76 to 2015. And there's some pretty good players Tennessee had back then: Allen yes, Houston, sir. Bernard King. Yes, I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. They had and some. They, they had won, some dudes. <laughs> and they've won four times since 2016 in Rupp Arena since. So what does that tell you? And they haven't had anybody close to those tech, those guys that I just mentioned. You know what Barnes' nope. record it, against top ten Kentucky teams is? What seven and one? Yeah. Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama, guys, let's just face the facts. They've taken over this conference right now. They pretty much have taken over this conference. They're the best. They're, Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee have won conference titles. They've won regular season titles ever since we won either one of them. So um, it's not looking good, I'll tell you that. But I appreciate you guys letting me on. Anytime. Thanks, bud. You want to hear something depressing? Sure, Tommy. Well, I mean, not really, but. So I'm looking at <laughs> – I'm looking at – Bart Torvik's predictions the yeah. rest of the way. I bet it'll be 500. He's got going down the schedule, he's got UK favored by 11 over Vandy. He's got UK favored by 4.5 over Gonzaga, which watching Gonzaga right now, they got a point guard that's going to give us problems. He's a point guard that they're, they're operating John Stockton Jr. They're operating a lot of pick and roll, and he's getting into the lane. He's hitting pull-up jumpers. He's attacking the rim. He's fast. Oh, hey, we've struggled with that kind of player this year. Yeah, we have. Um, so I don't know about that four and a half. Seven point favorites at Mississippi. Eleven and a half point dogs at Auburn. One point favorite, or yeah, one point favorite at LSU. Underdog at home against Alabama by a point. Four point underdog at Mississippi State. 15-point favorite against Arkansas at home. 19-point favorite at home against Vandy. 10-point dog away at Tennessee. So he's he's got us losing four more games. And keep in mind, he had us one-point dogs today. And we saw how that turned out. And we can't. Re- I can't really argue any of those. So enough. he's got us losing four games, and he's got two other games where we're only favored by four or fewer points. Mm-hmm. So basically, LSU and Gonzaga are toss-ups. And, well, and, and, and the games that we need to win, game. and the games that we need to win in there, the games that are quad one, we're not favored. In any of them. So, you know, we talked last week about UK having the most quad one opportunities of any team. You go out there, you do your job, you give yourself a good seed. You're now getting in the realm where your worst nightmare that you were telling me earlier might come true, where we run into a certain head coach we run in the first St. round. John's. But you're you're getting into that realm now where you're going to play a mid-major team that is built to hurt you in the very ways that you struggle the most. Playing half-court, low-scoring, methodical basketball that you can't defend. Bunch of seniors. And you can't get out and run against. Yep. Who do we got on the line? Brian. All right, Brian, what's going on tonight, man? Gentlemen, how are you? Well, not well. Better. Been better. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know. I almost could make this call. Um, We're always here for you, Brian. You can always make the call. Uh, dude, guys, let me tell you, I I honestly can't really find the words to express my level of, and pardon my grammar, my my doneness with with Calipari and this crap. Well, when you say um, grammar, I have my finger over the dump button just in case you were going to go somewhere else with that. <laughs> so, uh. well, I, 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 you know, I know I'm on radio. I, I, I listen. To, I listen. I, I listen to sports radio on iHeart. 
from 9 o'clock every morning till 6 o'clock every night, Monday through Friday. So I get it. I know what the dump button is, so I try to avoid it. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Um, Thank you. <laughs> listen, man, you know, I, I just I, – I'm so done with this. It, it, I watched this game tonight by myself, and, you know, after I watch – after I watched Kansas uh, play and in, in the Duke in North Carolina and all this, and I'm just like, you know, it, it's so weird because I watch these games, you know, and I and I was tuning in on the SEC and I was watching games all day today, and I'm like, I'm what I'm what I'm seeing on these other channels, it doesn't look like what I know to be basketball when we play it, when I watch us play it, and and and, and I. You know, I, I can go all day, guys. But let me let me let me get to my point, and I probably I'm not going to be too long tonight. Um, I, I want to actually not that he's listening. Uh, I'd love to know if he was, but I would like to congratulate John Calipari on something right now. I would like to congratulate him on perpetrating the biggest hoax in the history of collegiate sports. He somehow managed to figure out a way to convince college basketball that he was a Hall of Fame coach. And I, 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 I'm guessing, um, you know, it's obviously it's, it's about win totals and all that. He was at UMass and he did this. and he, You know, he, well, he got vacated at UMass, went to Memphis and got vacated. John Calipari was able to – to 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 convince college basketball that he was a fantastic coach based on something I guess numbers that he that he was worthy of the Hall of Fame and now we have we we as UK fans you know of course when he came in it was great three years for champions like oh this is going to be easy well we've all seen we've all seen the curtain pulled back we've seen the great wizard behind the behind the curtain um, everybody's caught up with him tape tells a lot. Um, he is, in my opinion, he is an absolute fraud, guys. He's a fraud. Look at how unprepared we were tonight. We couldn't guard a ham sandwich on a paper plate stapled to the floor. <laughs> to a man. To a man. We couldn't do it. And anybody in their right mind that's coached basketball for five minutes at the grade school level to coach better defense than that. That is coaching malpractice. And I don't want to hear about this crap about the buyout, the the lifetime contract. Yeah, I get all that. Mitch Barnhart should be tarred and friggin' feathered and keel-hauled for giving him a lifetime contract. Because the minute that ink was dry, he quit. John Calipari quit because his his soul was snatched in 2015 when Wisconsin stuck it up his butt, okay. I think go back. I'd go back even further. I go back to 2013 with the right. Nerlens Noel team. Absolutely, go back as far as you want, man. Man, that 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 2014 run was was epic, man. I lived. It was I great, lived but they still had 11 losses in that season, you know. And I was right, right, right. Yeah, and that was that was that was the South Carolina game when I think it was Aaron or Andrew Harris saying that we're it's going to be a different story. And they went on that run. That was epic, man. I still lived in Arkansas, wasn't even in Kentucky, and I enjoyed that so immensely. But I'm telling you right now, his they his his soul got snatched at that 2015, and it has showed ever since. And that dumb, you know what, Barnhart gave him that stupid lifetime contract. Let me tell you something. 
I, I see it online every day, and, and it, it, you know, and, it's, and unfortunately, it's usually because of sad circumstances. People are starting these GoFundMe pages, blah blah blah. Well, let me tell you something: four million people live in this state. Start a GoFundMe to get his buyout out because he is done. This fan base is done with him. I'm done with him. I watched a team tonight that looked like some of these guys looked like they'd never stepped on a floor before. It's ridiculous. They came in and connect the kid that we thought was going to. Uh, yeah, I told my girlfriend and I said he's going to fit score fifty points in rough because you know everybody comes in and shoots like they built the building. I was like, with this hard defense, he's going to come in and score. God knows what. Well, guess what? He didn't do much of anything. But guess what else? You know what? What Barnes did as a smart coach. He said, all right. They're probably thinking connects are going to be our guy. We'll just kill them with everybody else. And they did. And Calipari was absolutely powerless to stop it. He is an absolute friggin' fraud. I don't give a crap what he's done before. He's been here 15 years, one title. That's enough. Get him out. Barnhart, figure out a way. Start a GoFundMe. I'll donate. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even working right now, but I got some money saved up. I'll give it to you. Get him the hell out of there. I'm done. I want to coach with a system that brings in players that fit the system and not bringing these, these prima donnas. Justin Evers couldn't guard my sorry ass. I'm I'm 56 years old, just turned it last Monday. I'll take Evers to the basket and score on him every time without question. It's not even a not even a, not even a, a question. I'll take him to the basket. It's ridiculous. And it, and this fan base is done, man. And I'll tell you right now, I don't know who's listening here. I don't know how many people that go to rub. Listen to the show, you know, KSR. I listen to KSR, by the way. And I tell you what, start hitting them with numbers. Start hitting them with numbers. Stop yep. going to the games. Stop supporting. And I hate to say that, man, because I'm a U.K. fan. And I don't want to see that. But it, it, something's got to happen. I don't care about the buyout number. Figure it out. Get him the hell out of there. Go find a coach that has passion, has a system, and believes in, in real basketball, and let's get him back in here and get this program back where it needs to be because it is headed to rock bottom right now all right thanks for the call and uh do you think the fan base is done with cal because I've, I've been done for a while but i mean strebel and i've been done with him for a couple of years yeah um, I, i'm right there with you he you know he he made the changes that we wanted him to make this year and he's gone to a more modern style of offense the problem is that he hasn't adapted his defense and you don't see many teams play defense where they switch constantly. It's his whole philosophy of positionless basketball and, you know, five guys can play all positions and all this stuff. I think part of it is he doesn't want to coach defense. Yeah. And and that's on him. You know, if you don't want to coach the defense or if you can't coach defense and this is your way of getting around that, it's not working. So it's on you at that point to do the same thing you did with the offense and bring somebody in who can coach defense and who can help modernize and and stress those points in practice. The problem is, I don't know that it's going to matter at this point. UK fans are tired of every offseason, Cal brings in all these players, and we, we, we keep falling. You know, We talk all the time Get during a football in. game about Stoops and his magic tricks. Yep. Cal's been pulling magic tricks for a while. To Brian's point, right? And for a long time, they worked. But he's not getting the best players every year anymore. Nope. He's not getting more top players than anybody else. He's not able to 
just simply beat you on talent like he was for a long time. And this year, you've got the talent, but like the adage says, talent without hard work doesn't mean a damn thing. And this team doesn't work hard. They work hard in spurts. But that is not good enough to win a 40-minute basketball game against a team that outworked you. How many 50-50 balls did Tennessee win tonight? 90% of them? 90%. I mean, here's the thing for me. Tennessee led this game for 39 minutes and 48 seconds. It was tied for the first 12 seconds, and they led every single minute of that game. Calipari's not doing the post-game radio interview with KSR either. Of course he's not. He sent out uh, Orlando. Or not with, that's not with KSR. With, that's uh, with uh, JMI. Yeah, JMI. JMI yeah. yeah, yeah. So Matt Jones, of course, is like, it's really late. I mean, he's to never, not do he's it. never doing an interview with KSR. That's a whole no, other yeah, thing. Yeah, not yeah. That's a whole other thing anymore. that I'm sure Strebel will get into on Monday. You know what? Though, <laughs> about if, uh, Matt Jones playing the victim on Twitter Matt this Jones. weekend. Yeah. If Cal- Matt Jones is there, look, Matt Jones is there to put things out and make sure he gets all the retweets and all the interactions and all this. But, <laughs> but oh no 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 no! Don't you dare accuse him of being the one that said DJ Wagner's not on the team anymore he was just simply discussing something someone tweeted at him get the hell out of here man he has sources uk fans uk fans are finally starting as somebody put it on twitter today uk fans are finally starting to realize that matt jones is not a positive for uk's fan base he's a negative who's the bigger negative coach cal or uh matt jones i mean you know I don't know. I don't want to give. Uh, I don't want to give the other guys <laughs> yeah, that, much, that much uh, power. Fair enough. John Calipari press conference. By the way, if he actually did it, would have been delivered by the uh, Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Whether you walk, pedal, or drive to the basket and score on Kentucky, let's share the road safely. <laughs> share the road, Kentucky, or crawl, or crawl, well, crawl well, the basket. Any other mode of transportation <laughs> yeah. you want to get. And to further answer your point, if we get to the UPS jobs text line four three seven nine six eighty, which we apologize we haven't been yeah, doing. Yeah, and these. we got all these Facebook comments too. We got to get to all this stuff. So, so to answer your question, is anybody, is anybody holding? Are we are we good? We are good yeah. on all the right. phones right, right. now. Lines Take, are open two six seven nine six eighty. To answer your question about the UK fans. I'm seeing a theme here. Um, Texter says, until we move on from Cal, these results are going to continue. Remember when Kentucky used to be the gold standard? Now we play players that suck like Bradshaw and Edwards to help their draft stock. Cal gives zero cares about winning. Texter uh, says, no. That goes back to that comment he made the very first year. This is the greatest night in Kentucky history. Yeah. And, he, and, that's, and he's never lived that down with UK fans. Nope. And it's coming back to bite him right now, you know, for sure. So um, you can't do that. You can't do that where we are. Texter says no fix for this formula. Clear now. Choke down on Reeves, and you're set to well. You're set up well to beat this team. Mitchell MIA last two games. I'd say last three games. Bradshaw Edwards came in with top five hype, but clearly not ready for prime time. Texter says season over. Total repeat of last five seasons. Retire Cal, please. That's what I think is going to have to happen. It has I, to happen. You, has they to. can't fire him. They He's going to have to walk away. Um, Texter, what, what's it going to take for him to walk away though? If this team loses in the first round... You think he will? I think he leaves. Because there will be... You think he retires or does he go somewhere else? I think he retires. What what job would he take right now? No job is going to... No job is going to give him... Cal's, look, Cal's got an ego. Yeah. There's no job that he's going to get that is going to get feed that ego the way this job does. And, they're, they're and I, I think calling. Cal was hoping that this would. I honestly think this was Cal hoping that this would be the team that he could get to the Final Four, maybe win a title, and could ride off on a high note. Cal said when he took, and we've talked about this before many times, me and Strebel over the years. 
Kaus said when he took this job, this was a 10-year job. Yep. That he couldn't see himself being here past 10 years because it demands so much. And we're on 15. And you look at you look at photos of him before he took the job and you look at him now and he's aged 40 years. And he's the old, I mean this is the longest tenure at Kentucky outside of Rupp. And you look at those other coaches and how much it just aged Tubby. Oh, Tubby. I mean, Tubby looked... Tubby looked like he was 100 years old. Yeah. I mean, it aged Tubby immensely, you know? I mean, uh, it, it's that's what this job does, so... Um, Texter says, disappointing, frustrating loss. Our front court was atrocious. So many offensive no, boards by Tennessee. Quick, it's, I don't know how much of a frustrating... Diff, like, without DJ Wagner, did you really think we were going to win? I didn't think we were going to win with DJ Wagner. Yeah, so... I, it's it, it's the way we lost, right? It's, and that's what makes yeah, it frustrating. Right, right. Is that outside of that first four minutes, you played them even. Yeah. You played them even. The problem was you were down 11 after four minutes. So start freaking Dillingham. All right, go ahead. Um, no, you're good. Texter says, um, this team is getting worse. Texter says, weird since 2016, UT has had success against us just like every other team. Get Cal out of here, please. Texter said... Cats trending to first day game in SEC tournament. The scout is out. Scouting report is out on Mitchell. Texter says if you switch Kenny Payne and Cal, the teams would have the same records. I don't know about that now. Um, UK wouldn't have any of these players if they would. Louisville have the same record. That's the that's the question there. Um, Texter said it's the last five games are done with a guaranteed. Shepard's going to miss a free throw. Look, I don't care about a player missing one free throw. Nobody no. hits hundred percent of their free throws. Texter says this long awaited class. He's team, weighing, and he's got to carry a lot of weight, man. Yeah, Texter says this long awaited class and team might just have a losing record in the SEC when it's all over, said and done, and that's true. Texter says they are butter. Imagine if we had Boogie McGlore Bledsoe. We've got no one that is tough. Butter. I don't a little know. Little remote Bradley. Um, butter means they're soft. Oh, well, yeah. gotcha. Texter says Cal is not going to change. If players don't come in with good defensive skills, they aren't learning them from Cal. The only difference between this year and the last seven is this team is awesome on offense. Look, 2012, you had Anthony Davis setting world records for blocks. Block. Michael kidd one Michael of the best kidd- perimeter defenses out, defenders out there. And made a ridiculous block on, oh, hey, an out-of-bounds inbounds, or a uh, alpha timeout inbounds play yeah. where they get a wide-open layup. Where have we seen that before? Michael Kidd-Gilchrist comes down and makes an insane block to save that game. Anthony Davis makes an insane block against it Louisville. Was, are we going to say it was Cal's defense, or was it just the fact that he had unbelievable defensive talent he had a generational defense, two generational college defensive talents, and the year before that, he had Brandon Knight, who was exceptional, and he had DeAndre Liggins, who was locked down. Yep, his best teams. He's had a guy or two guys, Willie Cauley Stein in 2015, who could who were just freaks and could clean up for all the mistakes most of the time, and that's why we lost. If you go back and rewatch. The the 2014 team, UConn, what did they do to us all game? They drove our asses into the ground by driving to the rim, straight line drives. We couldn't stop them to save our lives because Willie Cauley-Stein wasn't in the game. He was out hurt. It is not a one-off with Cal. His teams have always struggled Unless they had a lockdown guy who came in. Liggins didn't learn that defense from Cal. Tyler Eulis didn't learn that defense from Cal. If he doesn't have a guy that comes in who can defend 
exceptionally well, nobody gets better at guarding. The only guy that I can remember that's gotten better is Tyler Hero. He's the only guard that I can remember at UK that struggled defensively at the start of the year and got better and got he got really and I'm good. Guessing it's really on that was really more on him because he couldn't play. He was that bad on defense yeah. when he first got there, and he got he did get really good. So there is something to that of Cal can't teach he he teaches these guards how to play so well offensively, but he cannot help them defensively, and I don't understand why. Out of out of fifteen seasons, or this is the fifteenth, but we're not going to get it this year. Cal's only had six seasons where we've won the regular season SEC championship. Now that is that right there. When I mean, you could call the regular season championship, and you could have called the conference tournament, the UK Invitational, for a long time. And the SEC wasn't a strong league a lot of those years. Nope six six conference tournament championships. Does he get number seven this year? I don't think so. And six regular season championships. So he's forty percent of the seasons. He's is, is all you know. This is this is Kentucky. Forty percent uh, conference championships not enough. Texter wants to know Zach, are you still BBZ? Still uh, on board? Yeah. I mean, Zach. Love, we know us. We know Zach is still BBZ because he's depressed tonight. Yeah. That's right. I am depressed. So. Um, Texter says this was weeks, months ago. I'll go back and find if the pods go back that far. Oh, that was a text from before today. Sorry. Um, Texter says Cal won't play zone. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about zone. This team would get destroyed if they played zone because they can't play man. That's right. You can only be a good zone team if you've got good man to man fundamentals. Yeah. So that's just just know that. Yeah. Um, Texter says Cal won't play zone. Half court offense. Rebounding is is a want. Two wins in the SEC tournament. Playing Thursday night opening weekend of NCAA tournament in Spokane, Washington, and lose to a Mountain West Cathedral College. I'm not reading the rest of that. <laughs> um, you don't need to make insults like that about people. Uh, Texter says, Cal got pants by Barnes again. This is going to be a make or break march. Texter says, how many times has Cal been beat by a team where they get switches? They win and then abuse the weakest defender on the floor. Who's the weakest defender? I mean, well, take your pick. Yeah, right now. Um, Texas says when your coach is way too tight and lacks composure, his players will do the same. Cal should back off the officials and keep his guys focused and under control. His screaming and ranting kills the individual skills possessed by players. Texter says, "I don't think that's been as bad as it has been in the past, though." No, but tonight he was all over the refs. Yeah, well, but it's, it's Doug Chow. Chow gets under his skin. Uh, Texter says UK is becoming the Dallas Cowboys of college basketball. Name only, no fight. Uh, I don't know about that, but. Texter says, how many games will Cal let the other coach eat his lunch on inbound plays? Texter says, where's Bum Luther at tonight? Floyd Street Bullies did that work. <laughs> Luther, your absence is noted. Yeah. Well, con- congrats to Louisville on getting their 100 points and getting their... Yeah, I heard the Yum Center was rocking all 5,000 fans right. in there. Texter says, just tuned in. UK defense sucks, but having said that, defense in college basketball is horrible. Look at the high scores. Texter says, this is a top... It's good t- to know that we suck amongst the sucks. So. <laughs> Texter says... Um, don't you know everyone has their best game of their career versus UK? This is a 10-loss UK team once again, and it may be 11 or 12 if we're being honest. Texas says they were within a shot of the Final Four twice since 2015. Okay. Okay. They didn't make it. it. Yeah. Maybe maybe if they defend. Yeah. They lost Auburn. I was there. I was, at, I was in Kansas City. Kansas State. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. That, well, that wasn't an Elite Eight game. No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know. Maybe maybe defend better against North Carolina. 
It was tough that Auburn game because uh, uh, who was the guard that Auburn had? Who uh, oh, I know the little quick guard? Yeah. And I, I can't believe I'm blinking. He was one of my Derby Classic guys. And so, like, I was, it's one of those things where, like, you're watching the kid that you recruited to play in the Derby Classic, so you're, like, really happy for him. But I'm a Kentucky fan. It was eating me up inside of me. Was, Zach, was, look that up for us, please. I can't believe I can't remember what the kid's name is. I can see I can't him. either, yeah. Uh, Texas says Great Cal kid. maybe hasn't lost the locker room, but he has lost the fan base. Skipping the post game is BS. Um, is that Bryce Brown? No. No, it's not it. Texas, it's, it, was on the, it was on the Auburn team that made the Final Four. Yeah, 20. Bryce Brown was one of the guys, yeah. one of those small guards. You might be thinking of uh, Jared Harper. Yeah, that's who it was. It was Jared Harper. Texas says, uh, Cal pants again when it's the last time UK finished the season ranked higher than they were ranked in the preseason. Comes from ahead and loses. Texter says, has Karan Davis got any eligibility left? We could use him at UK. <laughs> He's still sitting behind the little bench. I put him on ESPN every once in a while. I heard he, I heard he was on the Jumbotron tonight at the Yum Center. Probably, <laughs> probably, most nights he'd get a bigger cheer than the team. But, yeah. Um, Texter says this game has has two. This game has too old to play the freshman. I don't know what that means. Um, how do we get out of the Calipari contract? I'm on the fire train. Well, Texter says UK will never be the same until they somehow hire Rick back. Cal is no different than Gillespie. No. Well, that's not true. I don't think Cal's ever locked a player in a bathroom stall in an away game and told a guy he has to ride back in a van. Yeah. When that happens, then, and only then, can you say that they are one and the same? I also don't think they had somebody who would, you know, would take his keys whenever things got out of Plus, Cal's never been chased by Alan Cutler. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, Cal's not. Zach has no idea about giving, that wonderful. I'm giving Cal a little bit more... Uh, credit than that you know he's he's definitely better than Gillespie Zach your homework tonight you need to go and google Alan Cutler chases Billy Gillespie oh I saw the video okay all right this we is... talked about this the other night oh did we yeah I watched the video it's it's, it's it's art it belongs in the Louvre yes it's a beautiful piece of journalism and then you need to go and google um what was it the side door oh yeah yeah when they just like the side get, door <laughs> the camera just on the side door there was literally a feed all day long on the side door at Memphis on their training facility. Waiting it was like it's like watching waiting for the white smoke when they've chosen a pope. Oh yeah, yeah. It was they had a camera on the side door at the Memphis practice facility waiting to see if John Calipari would come out to leave to go to Lexington. Oh my god. That actually it was had, glorious. There's a YouTube video of this? It was a feed. It was a stream the whole day. Oh. It was glorious. The Buccaneers did the same thing for Liam Cohen, so sorry. <laughs> so it's good. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't need a side door; they just needed to keep they just needed to keep tabs on him. He was trying to find every single job he could. We're getting uh, uh, so this is from Trey Cunningham again. Great, great coach. He was uh, Quentin Snyder's uh, AU coach, actually. Uh, this team misses Wagner's leadership. What Dilly just did reminded me of when Russ Smith. Show the world what he could do. It's uh, only so long you can hold guys back. I think Kentucky will have more problems going forward chemistry-wise. May want to look at that platoon system with the guards. I, I, don't, I hate the platoon system. Uh, we're getting a lot of UofL charge. I'm not going to put that back in there. Uh, let's see. A little more. Uh, we need Kenny Payne back is on there. Uh, there goes my computer. Good job. Well, I, you, one day you think come I, on, we're professionals here. Yeah, Louisville one uh, or LMAO Ville <laughs> one. That's what it says. I can see at least six more losses. <laughs> I I can't disagree with that right now. 
Um, is that including a loss in the SEC tournament and a loss in the NCAA yeah. tournament? Then yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with Big Z? Uh, is he's oh, out more man. time with illness? Yes, it's really he does not like the American food. I guess apparently. So UK UK tonight. This is going to make you mad. Yeah. UK tonight had their third best offense adjusted offensive efficiency number of the season tonight. Yeah, Jeez. and they had. They're absolute worst, and it's not even close. Defensive adjusted efficiency night. 126.8 adjusted defensive efficiency. They hadn't had a game over 111.5 all year. Mm. Or, excuse me, over 112.3. And that was the Texas A&M game. 112.1 against South Carolina and 126.8 tonight. They had 138.4 adjusted offensive efficiency tonight. A lot of people they lost. Uh, Mark is here saying it's like 2015. He should have won a, tie, a championship that year. We definitely should have won in 2015, but didn't win in 2015. And um, and at the end of the day, I, I can't. I think this team would get smoked by the 2015 team. By the way, so Tennessee um, tonight had a 42.9 percent offensive rebound rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And they didn't hurt us second chance points. We had the same number as they did. Yeah, they but it led to free throws. But at the same time, when they're getting the rebound, we're not getting on the break. Yep. So it's, it does hurt us. Um, and we forced the lowest turnover rate that we forced all season. We're getting Kentucky can't make a layup. And every time someone shoots a three, we aren't five feet near them. I totally agree with that. Kentucky layups tonight, 11 for 23 on the layups. Did Round Daddy call him drunk tonight? No, he did not. Uh, Dad, he didn't even text us no. after after halftime, really. So he passed out. Uh, number one recruiting <laughs> class gets fans' hopes up. Losses in the tournament, taking pictures on ESPN Draft, Green Room. It's the Kentucky men's basketball fans' life. It is, unfortunately, 38-1 team hurt us bad, hurt his heart bad. And then we're getting so much to cover. They play no defense. They don't rebound. They don't block out. And our guards can't stop anyone's guards. Dillingham is great offensively, but he's awful defensively. Uh, he allowed those two dunks on the inbounds plays in the second half because he didn't pick up the cutter and turned around and tried to blame his teammates. He's a selfish player. He knows he's going to the NBA. He knows he's a lottery pick, and the NBA plays no defense. I don't agree with that, whether I think the NBA plays a lot of defense. Oh, yeah. It's just those guys are that good offensively. Uh, so what does and he it's care an 82 about? 82-game season. It is. And then he's got more about Reed Shepard. Let's see. I gotta get the. Uh, I'm I'm not. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call shenanigans on the on the Rob stuff. Yeah. About him being selfish. Okay. He had a 45 percent assist rate tonight. Yeah. Which means that of the baskets that were made while he was on the floor, he assisted on 45 percent of them. I'm not gonna sit there and say he was selfish. If he were selfish, he'd be demanding to start. Four assists uh, on the game for Dillingham tonight. Cal Perry hustle, uh, hustle the Kentucky Athletic department out of a lifetime contract he, <laughs> I, I don't think listen the lifetime contract i think we all agree is a bad idea the two things that are terrible ideas lifetime contracts and the coach in waiting and, and mitch barnhart has done both of those things he has done both of them and he's done the lifetime contract twice because he's essentially given mark stoops a lifetime contract by giving him a damn raise every time he got seven and an extra year every time he got seven wins build the statue all right let's see Make it a buttermilk. Um, <laughs> Mark Ziegler had a sixty percent assist rate tonight. He destroyed us he, he in every incredible. way possible. Reed Shepard one of five at the rim. One of five. Reeves four of seven. Our bigs. I mean, that's the other issue. Aaron Bradshaw and Gano Ninsu had a combined two shots at the rim. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. 
Aaron Bradshaw is terrified of any kind of contact unless the referee's holding him, and then he's gonna he's gonna act like he's a tough guy. You should have two shots just off offensive rebounds, minimum. I mean that's that's a bad that would be bad actually. Reed was two of seven from two point on two point shots tonight. That's we're not going to win games if he's not making baskets. He's he got blocked on a on a breakaway dunk. Let's go to the uh, UPS job. Well, who's your? Are we getting? It's Dillingham's the player. It's Dillingham. It's Dillingham. Dillingham's play. Any? You're you're done. You're like I'm done talking about this. No, it's It's Dillingham. It's midnight. (laughs) All right, (laughs) it's midnight. Uh, The UPS jobs uh, top twenty five scoreboard here. Uh, I got it. You got it pulled up. All right. Yeah, I got it pulled. Uh, up. I had it pulled up, and then it started playing a video, and then everyone got to hear my computer make noise. <laughs> and I can't turn my, I can't mute my computer because it's got the stream going through it, and so it would, you know, screw everything up. Aaron sure. Bradshaw thinks Aaron Bradshaw thinks he's Kevin Durant. That's the latest Facebook comment we got, by the way. Marcus is all over this thing tonight, man. Marcus, we appreciate all the, uh, all the uh, Facebook. Texture says three hundred seventy. This is a U of L fan. Yeah. Um, because he's talking about KCD. Um, you know what? I'm not reading your text. That's what you get. Uh, Texter says, did you really say the video belonged in the Louvre? That is awesome. Yeah. Alan Cutler chasing down Billy Gillespie is great. one of the greatest videos in the state of Kentucky history. I especially like what Alan Cutler's kind of become, like, too. Like, he just, oh, you know, he's, he's awesome. just a hippie. I mean, he really is. So. I met him a couple years ago. Um, I was at the uh, TV station meeting with... Um, uh, Keith Farmer for KFOV stuff because yeah. he was helping us with the bocce stuff. I talked to Alan for like twenty minutes. Dude is awesome. He's absolutely awesome, and he he will he does not give two you know what's. He will just say whatever, and he will like sure. take shots at anybody and everybody. And it's wonderful. Uh, Texas said Dillingham is the heart of this team. The dude is one hundred percent all the time. But what is he supposed to do? Score fifty and lock down the entire other team? I, I don't agree that the Dillingham was selfish. I do think Dillingham has to watch his body language, like Cal's gotten on before. Yeah. Um, all right, top twenty-five scoreboard number one UConn. I watch their guards, and I just I wish since they're so awesome defensively, they just get after everybody. Seventy-seven, sixty-four winners over Ricky P and St. John's. Um, number nine Marquette steamrolls Georgetown, ninety-one fifty-seven. That's another really really good team. Um, number set or number twenty-five TCU loses seventy-seven sixty-six at home to Texas. San Diego State upsets number 17, Utah State at home, 81-67. Number four, Houston gets punked by number eight, Kansas, 78 to 65. They were down 15 at halftime. Yeah, they were down big. Um, UCF. It's hard to score 78 points against the Houston team. Yeah. I mean, that's a legit number right there. So yeah. uh, UCF upsets number 23, Oklahoma, 74-63. I feel like we say Oklahoma gets upset all the time, <laughs> but they sometimes remain in the top 25. UCF so. pulled well, so do, off a so couple we. this year. They yeah. beat Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma in their first year in the Big 12. Yeah. Pretty impressive stuff. Number uh, number 15, Texas Tech gets upset at home, 75-72 by Cincinnati. Cincinnati finally pulled. Cincinnati has lost, like, Seven games by a combined, like, 14 points. Because they can't hit free throws. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, number 16, Auburn, 91-77 winners at Ole Miss. I am not looking forward to playing that team. I don't know if I'm looking forward to playing either one of them. Yeah, true. Number 20, Florida Atlantic, 32-point winners over Tulsa at home, 102-70. Number 22, BYU goes on the road to West Virginia and wins 86-73. Number 3, North Carolina beats number 7, Duke, 93-84. And I don't know if that game was really that close. Number eighteen, Baylor beats number sixty-eight or number twelve, Iowa State, seventy to sixty-eight. A lot of controversy in that game. Apparently, the Baylor 
clock operator started the clock early by almost a full second, Iowa State hits a three that if the clock had started on time would have beat the buzzer to win the game, but they wave it off and they don't add the time back on because of the fact that the clock got started earlier and, it's like, and multiple coaches get ejected. This is like old school high school hijinks there. I, I've got a story to tell you off air about that. Okay. I, I witnessed. Why off, why off air? Come on. Let's just say um, I back in the day I used to write for um, Louisville women's sports covering okay. high school and college women's sports. And I saw firsthand a certain school in Louisville completely rig said clock situation in a in a girls' field hockey game in the state semifinal, hosting the state semifinal, and parents of players were running the clock. Yeah. And no. started the clock late, late in the game to allow a goal to get scored that forced it to go in overtime. By the way, all you people out there that thinks can tell you high school sports needs a shot clock, this is exactly why that can't happen. So there's the shot clock would make it a freaking poop show uh, yeah they literally started the clock like five seconds late sure. or five seconds on the clock and they scored a goal with less than a second left so but i'll tell you more about that off air fau by the way um how how much i mean dusty may has gone after this year right probably yeah and if you're indiana do you make your switch just so you'll bring him home I don't know that it's enough. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know that there's anything that can save them. Would you want him at Kentucky? No. I, here, I don't want a Hoosier at Kentucky. Okay, well, there you go. I, like I don't that. want a Hoosier at Kentucky. By the way, I am... Uh, that's like that's like saying, do you want Kenny Payne to be the head coach of UofL? <laughs> as a UofL fan. Hell no! I'm not on the guy, like, I think you have to have this, uh, like proven like been to the national title game or whatever else i'm I'm actually want to find that next young hungry up-and-comer that's the guy i want the guy that the players want to play for yep and then can also handle and has a system and can handle the scope of what it is to be the kentucky coach to be the to be a real um ambassador for the school to the entire state and to the entire country actually so yes which cal does it you know at some points he did a really good job of He's not anymore. Um, Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, and then the final um, ranked We're, game. This is like Louisville talk. We're talking about who's the next coach of the UK. <laughs> uh, have we fallen that far in I'm, two I'm, weeks? Number 24, Alabama, final ranked game of the day. 99-67 winners at home against Mississippi State. They, That's another they, team. 99-67 to with Tulu Smith guarding the basket for Mississippi State. Whew, man. I think Tulu Smith's legit. And he had 23 points. He's legit, man. Uh, That team is going to destroy us. Oh, man. I just, I, they went, they went 15 of, do you know how many three-pointers Alabama attempted today? How many? Take a guess. More than Louisville's free throws? Yes. (laughs) Wow. 40. Yes. No. Higher. 45. More. 52. Almost. They attempted 48 three-pointers today in a regulation game. That's a lot. That's more than one minute. They went minute. 15 of 48 from downtown. They were outshot at the free throw line 32 to 10, and you know, they won, and they won by 32. That's what, actually, that's, now that I think about it, that's what Cal should do. He should just go study Grinnell College, the Division three College that does the line changes, and just, they had to shoot with like five seconds or whatever else, and they got to, you know. Just do that. Just go make it a track meet, you know? Alabama had two players that both went two of eight from downtown, and they won by 32. Yeah. 
What uh, the team's going to shoot sixty threes against us? What to watch? Presented by Cox's Nevergreen Liquors, your go-to liquor store. Obviously, we're watching Gonzaga right now, uh, just because it's on TV. Not that I'm really scouting for next week. Well, you, uh, you, you won't be here. I will not be here. James Strabel making his triumphant return maybe, next week. Maybe. Maybe. If he remembers. He, he's got to sit in this chair and say that he's filling in for Mike Gandolfo. That's the... That's no, he, no, he's got to sit in this, this chair. chair. That's, that's right. That's right. I'm going to sit in that chair. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, so let's talk about what games are on schedule for tomorrow. By the way, Texter says we all know if Cal leaves tomorrow, the first call is Nate Oates. No. I don't want that. I mean, we'll shoot 53's game. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Go ahead. What's uh, what's what's on tap for tomorrow? Oh, please? I have no clue. You, I know there's soccer tomorrow. <laughs> Don't you have it on the computer right there? <laughs> Today pulled up. Uh, tomorrow, oh, yeah, the college that basketball. Cal- that calendar date. Number two, Purdue, and number six, Wisconsin. Snooze. Um, there'll be there'll be a hundred points scored in that game. Total. That's uh, not that's yeah. not, not about one team. No is- total. In overtime. Uh, Nebraska takes on number 14, Illinois. And then Stanford plays number 11, Arizona. And then you've got the flag football game tomorrow. <laughs> the, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it's a flag football game, which I think is cool. But You like the idea of the, of the flag football game? I mean, yeah. I, I don't like the idea of them you know, trying to like look like they're playing football when they're not because they're not going to get hurt and something like that. So I think, I think flag football allows you to show off your athleticism a bit more yeah, well, in the open field because it's a lot harder to grab a flag than it, it is to wrap the guy up. It also allows you to take a sport when, uh, you know... And I think that's where it's going to head, you don't, you don't see their face, right? And now you can see their face, you know? So. I think I think 20 years from now, that's how the game will be played. NFL? Yeah. Like the actual NFL? Player, you have players getting faster, bigger. They hit harder with the concussion stuff these days. I, I have a feeling what happened last year... Something will happen even worse, and that's going to be where they say, "Okay, we got to make a change." I think they go the other way and they just go back to leather helmets. And so, the- <laughs> have you ever watched Aussie Rules football? Uh, well, my Rocco's getting ready to play rugby this year. He's playing, uh, so it's, I got to watch their practice the other day. It was, it was very interesting. So, so Rocco's yeah, out there and playing some rugby. Yeah, that's what we have to watch tomorrow. So, not that I want to watch any more college basketball because I'm just just save it all for next weekend Super Bowl Sunday. The only thing that matters, uh, 49ers beating the Chiefs, and um, I don't know what my reaction is going to be. I definitely will not be watching the Super Bowl with anyone. Just there it is. All right, uh, go Cats. We got Vandy this week. Uh, hopefully, we get back on the winning train there. If we don't, Jerry Stackhouse lifetime contract. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.